We're here to inspire, inform, and connect entrepreneurs and high achievers. Welcome to Results Radio with the number one results coach in the country, Sean Shuchuk. Sean is as focused on your results as you are. Visit our website at www.yourresultsradio.com and take advantage of the free tips and gifts. Plus, get your copy of the best-selling results journal developed by the number one results coach in the country. With you in mind, it is the most powerful achievement tool used by high achievers today. Here is the host of Results Radio, Sean Shuchuk. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchuk. If you haven't yet, go to our website at yourresultsradio.com. Get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you accomplish more and to do it in less time. In other words, you're going to collapse time frames. Now, I was asked a question very recently about money. And, you know, one of the conversations that comes up a great deal as I travel throughout North America and I speak and I coach is how can I get more money? And I want to just weigh in on a question. It came from one of, one of the Change Results community, uh, one of the listeners to Results Radio, and they asked, how can I, and they used the term, attract more money? And I love the idea that they're talking about attraction because I think there's a key to that. What we focus on, we get more of, as you well know. But here's a really interesting part to all of this. I think we're focused on the wrong thing. It's not about money. It's what money can do for us. So I think we need to get really, really clear to answer the question that was asked. We need to get really, really clear on what we want. What's important to you? What's a priority? Until a few hundred years ago, the word priority was singular in the English language, not plural. What is that priority? What drives you? What motivates you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? And I think once we, we get very clear on what that looks like, the money side of it starts to take care of itself. I hope that answers your question. We're going to move on. You know this. I've said this. I continue to say this. I'll always say this. We always bring you the very best, the very best information, the very best announcements about incredible events with some of the very best in the world, and of course, the very best guests on Results Radio. And as always, today is no exception to that rule. So I want to take just a moment and get really, really into what it takes. This guy's done some pretty cool stuff. This guy's worked with some of the very best that there are. This guy, I've got to know him, I don't know how many years ago. It's probably been, what, what is it, three years now? Yeah, probably about that. Three years, four years? This guy, if there's a guy who's got energy, who just lives and breathes what he does and his ability to contribute and give back, it's this guy. So. Ted Miller, thank you for joining me on Results Radio today. I appreciate it. Sean, I so appreciate you. Thank you very much. I mean, I love what you do, you know, the Results Radio Show and, the, you know, the listeners. I love entrepreneurship. I mean, I was on the job site by the age of nine, so I love it. I'm born for this. Let me ask you a question. Uh, you get this, I'm sure, and so do I. A lot of people come up to me and they say, Sean, I work hard. Um, I have a good work ethic. That's what I was taught. You know, my dad, my mom, my, my parents, my grandparents taught me I got to work hard if I want to get, get ahead. What do you say to those people that are still breaking their backs, but they, they're not getting ahead? They say ah, it's so difficult. What do you say to them? You know, I don't know what I say as much as first. I don't know if I always believe it when I hear it. Uh, in all honesty, the first thing I want to do is to see the degree of 
this concept of hard work. You know, I said I was in the job site by the age of nine, but I think the more impressive thing was my concept of what work meant and how I love it. I just, I live it. You know, I put my priorities, I'm not pushing any under the you know, listeners, but, you know, for me, it's, you know, my concept of spirituality first, my family second, and my business third. I've not always worked in that exact alignment, and uh, I've tasted the results of it. But when first people tell me that, I really want to recognize, are they really working hard, or are they being inefficient? You know, so first things first is, are they really putting in the time? And if they're putting in the time, then that's great, because I know how they felt. I used to, I was sleeping in a Dodge Ram quadcap pickup truck when I was working my hardest. And I had a 5,000 square foot office, because I thought that's what success meant in Silicon Valley. So damn it, I had it. And all my staff members are getting fed, and uh, I was paying my bills, but I was sleeping in a Dodge Ram quad cap pickup truck because my posterior was handed me on a platter, financially speaking. So I had to learn how to shift that gear from working hard. I learned real quick, true leaders, when, when things get tough, you don't lean in and work harder. You first stop and lift your head up. And that was a big shift for me to stop and change from being a tactician, reacting to whatever drama that's in front of me the day that got me in such a rut that I was financially hard off, to stop and lift my head up to become a true strategist and to stop and look at, okay, what innovation is going to cause an improvement and what strategies need needed for me to get what I really want, unlike maybe like you were mentioning before, instead of chasing the dollar, maybe what I really want is something else. And if I can get clear on that, well, clarity is power and maybe a strategy can get you there quicker. So I would say stop leaning in, working so hard. If they truly are working hard, maybe they can just take a moment, breathe, a la entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur's uh, myth, aka e-myth from Michael Gerber, and just work on the business a little bit. That's the first thing I would say. Let me clarify something here. You said lift up your head a minute ago. And, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying, but there are many people out there today that are listening to our conversation today, sure. Ted, that don't quite understand what they mean. They were raised and conditioned to do something in a certain way, and yeah. that's all they know. And they could be 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or more, and all they know is what they've been told and taught. To say something like that may not mean to them what it does to you, right? What, what do you mean by that? Well, when you stop and lift your head up means, uh, so what was my challenge? You know, I'll put my, I'll look back at the, my world, you know, uh, what I said, I wanted more money, but what I really needed was maybe more new clients and what I thought, thought I needed to do. So just taking a moment and pausing and not just doing it yourself. If you got anyone else in your company, even if you have a significant other, maybe you're an army or one but you, you know, work with an office manager or even a virtual assistant, when any two minds come together to work on a solution, to maybe improve a, a situation or overcome a challenge, you can expedite that, kind of like why you do your mastermind. You can expedite that learning curve to get there quicker, faster, and easier. If you just spend an hour, took one topic, put it on a piece of paper, put it on the table and say, let's find a way to do this better how to maybe overcome a problem, how to streamline whatever the thing is, or maybe even start with an intention. I want to make a million dollars. Whatever it is, take the time to stop and not get reactive to it, not work in it, not thinking that I need more new money so I need to go hit the phone for an hour. Don't hit the phones for an hour. Stop and consider how do I use the phone more effectively? 
How do maybe I leave a better voicemail? Do I text them before I call them? If I get voicemail, do I leave a message? If I get a voicemail, do I hang up and call right back a second time? Because Ted said he gets a 10% bump with all of his clients that do that. So just taking time to work on it and truly improve whatever it is they're stuck in. Most people aren't stuck. They're just stuck in a rut because they're choosing to do the same thing and over and over again, not questioning the reason why they're doing it that way. I like that a lot. Thank you for that. Um, I get asked a question a lot, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out to you because there are a lot of people today out there who, um, whether they know who you are or they're part of the Change Results community, they're listening to our conversation out here on Results Radio, and they are they're wondering something. And I get asked this question a lot when I step off stage and when I speak or even you know, some of the communication that comes back to us through the website or even some of the social media platforms. How is it that there are people out there that make looking or make make success look easy while others, it appears, struggle so hard and never make any significant progress? Why? Well, I mean, the making it look easy. Uh, yeah, I sent a text to my wife today. And uh, you were kind enough, you were talking about some gurus I'd worked with in the past. And the one I tip my hat to, he's dead now, so I, I honor him a lot. You know, that happens when a friend dies. So he, ne- he didn't make it past much past 50. His name was Chet Holmes. He wrote a mega, mega New York Times bestseller called The uh, Ultimate Sales Machine. And I sent my text to his wife, and I go, you know, hon, don't forget the years that it was just Chet and I and a personal assistant. Her name's Lisa Cruz. I said, Chet, myself, and Lisa were humping. We were, we were working. We were building brands. No one knew who this person was, and we were trying to build momentum. And what's interesting is everyone remembers, oh, my gosh, you partnered with Tony Robbins. How'd that happen? That's next impossible. Oh, my gosh. And they, so they look at the, either the radio ads that were running like crazy, the New York Times bestselling book, me coming off a stage, but they forget the years that we spent in the trenches to build momentum. So maybe sometimes you only acknowledge success when it's already reaped the benefits, it's come to fruition, and therefore it looks easy. But the truth is, you know, every instant overnight success has got 10 years of work ethic behind it. So let's just (laughs) call it like it really is and just say that those that are stuck and stagnant I don't know if they're stuck. Maybe they're just on their journey because I struggled and that got me to where I'm at. That got me to work with, well, I mean, I've had 25,000 entrepreneurs pay me to help them find breakthroughs, to uncover some kind of distinction to grow a little quicker, faster, and easier. So uh, I don't know. I don't judge it too much, but if they truly are stuck and they've been stagnant, their rituals are stagnant. Their sales process is stagnant. The way they perceive things or the way they operate is stagnant. And shame on them, they haven't taken the time to improve their skill sets, and that just shows a low form of a standard. And especially if they call themselves perfectionists, that's the lowest form of a standard you can have on the planet because perfection is impossible to hit. Therefore, that really means you have no standards. You're just driven by significance. That was a little bit too much armchair psychology, but, uh, you know, check yourself at the door and be honest. When's the last time you stopped and truly worked on your business? And if you could say, well, I did that last week or last month, great. Do you do that each and every single week? Do you have a ritual of getting together with your team, at least in a huddle setting, to ensure that you're having constant incremental improvements? That's a standard that's admirable, and that person won't stay stuck long. They're just in a temporary situation. 
Do you think there are people out there today who, and you know, you referenced, uh, uh, I think, a mutual friend, Michael E. Gerber in Emith. Uh, he talks I about. Guess, I was watching uh, that picture you have on social media with him, uh, and I noticed <laughs> you changed the backdrop. I was like, that's a really smart idea. So I'm taking that idea. By the way, thank you for that. <laughs> I like, if, you, if you look at all my pictures, they have they have my backdrop. Well, um, I, I didn't notice it until I saw a badge from an event, and I was like, oh, okay. So now I know what he did. Thank you for that. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I love Listen, you know what? I my life 20 I, years I, ago. I talk a great deal about, uh, and I work with a great deal with, the, with small business and entrepreneurs. As a matter of fact, we, you referenced this before we went on the air. Uh, you know, I have an event coming up this weekend called Millionaire Business Experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time this, this airs, it, the event probably will be over. It's the only one I'm doing in Canada this year. And it's interesting. Before our interview and, and our conversation today, I was just on a phone with somebody who had registered and I don't know what happened. They didn't get an email or something. And it happened. They know me personally. And they called. And it's interesting. Here's somebody who has, without mentioning names, somebody who's been a quote-unquote entrepreneur, but yet has a full-time job for a very for an international company, and yet they call themselves an entrepreneur, but they make you know a good salary, six figures plus a year, and they go to events and they're coming to my event, but they're not really an entrepreneur. And so, if that individual was to quit their job today and and do what it is they do as some sort of a side hustle. What's really interesting about this is they think they're an entrepreneur, but yeah. what Gerber says is, you know, just because you own a company doesn't make you an entrepreneur. You're a, you become a technician. You're really good at being you know, yeah. a consultant or a plumber or whatever it is. You're a technician having an entrepreneurial seizure is, is his line. Yeah, and I mean, that's a matter of getting honest with yourself. What is it you really want? Maybe they're okay being the technician, but maybe they just use that. Uh, label to make themselves feel better about the job that they own. Do you think there's a possibility that most people today don't know the difference because we've been lulled into this? We're promised something. We're promised the American dream. We're promised that when you and people say this to me all over when I speak and when I talk and when, you know, there's books or recordings or, you know, I was going to say DVDs, but it makes me sound old because uh-huh. those things are yeah. almost uh, where cassettes are now. The back of my wall has VHS at the very top rung. <laughs> so <laughs> I know what you mean. I got You got um, no hair. I just had graying hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I lost it all. Uh, I didn't lose it until I started coaching. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, the reality of all this I was thinking of Chet Holmes. I saw his daughter uh, three or four weeks ago in L.A. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, yeah, he was doing a lot with Alan and uh, another uh, radio show. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Alan was there. I was at uh, at uh, City Gala in L.A. Mm-hmm. Listen, there's, there's this idea that um, because I own a business, I'm an entrepreneur. There's this idea that I'm, I'm a quote-unquote entrepreneur, whatever that really means. And I'm going to magically all of a sudden have the freedom to, you know, people watch what, and I've been blessed. Let me be very clear. You know, uh, I'll, I'll take two weeks or three weeks or a month and go somewhere. I'll take, you know, in the summertime between uh, May and October, I'm in the office three, maybe four days a week, but I'm spending the rest of the time with my family. Um, and people like, they expect that, you know, they're, they're going to go and jump into something and, and just magically have all this free time. And people say that to me. People who aren't entrepreneurs are like, "Man, it must be nice to be to be you, Sean." I'm like, well, why do you say that? Well, because you know, you just you just do whatever you want, and it, and uh, you know, you have a nice house, and you have a nice car, you you know, and you know, I have this. I'll say acquaintance who every time I see him, which is probably three or four times a year, 
It's like, I can't believe how incredibly good you're doing. You remember where things were when we met? Don't get me wrong. Things are good when him and I met, but I was head down, ass up and making things happen. And you get to a certain point where the balance shifts on that scale where, yes, you're still working hard, but it's a different way. Yeah, for me, um, I think people think, well, A, I have a ridiculous amount of energy, and that's a matter of perspective. Actually, because I put my priorities in order and I take care of them, the majority of all my time I do spend on my business. That's because that's in alignment with what I love. But that Mm -hmm. only comes after I've gone through my two priorities above that, ahead of that. So my family time, it's always taken advantage of. It's done first. I protect it. We work at making sure if we want a magical business, we've got to have a magical relationship and a magical life. So I'd say sometimes it's being in alignment with whatever you truly desire. I don't judge if someone wants to lie to themselves or bend a creative license on a word called entrepreneurship or CEO. The greatest lie ever told is when people say they're CEOs because the truth is most of the small business owners, they're, if they are doing what they think a CEO is doing, it's really general manager. And that word's fallen off the face of the earth, but that's really what they are. And uh, before that, you might call it an entrepreneur and that may, maybe they're a entrepreneur. Maybe they got a job like you're saying, but whatever it is they really want, the only time they're unfulfilled is usually when they have mismanaged expectations, like what you're alluding to, maybe I thought I'd have more free time. That's why I started a business. Well, that's about as stupid of a phrase as anyone could ever put up. If, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go become an entrepreneur so I have more free time. I mean, that's someone's lying to you or you've lied to yourself. Yet there are those that are like, I'm going to go hop on a plane. I'm going to go live in Central America somewhere and I'm going to do and get my California money living in Panama or living at uh, whatever Central American place I live in and not have to work that hard. And maybe they only clock in 40, 50 hours, but they are, you know, they live in a really small apartment. They live on next to nothing, but they are living on a beach and they have that. So I'm not going to judge them for that. I just don't get along with that. I don't comprehend that. I'm operating at a different level. So, I mean, it's, and it's not level meaning a bigger, better level. I don't truly to get rid of the judgment. I, I've just got a vision and an impact that I have that they don't. So long as you can get really honest with what it is you really want and then recognize where you truly are without making it worse than it is or making it better than it is from that self-awareness, you can map out a really strong strategy and tactic to get you from where you're at now to where you really want to be. And that. Ted Miller, thank you for that. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back in two minutes. We're actually running a little bit behind today, but that's okay because this is incredible information and I want to thank you for that. Uh, Stay with us. We're going to be back in about two minutes. Take a listen. This is what allows us to bring you a great show every two weeks. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What would being a best-selling author do for you and your business? Massive credibility. Your brand launchpad. Celebrity. Over two-thirds of Americans want to write a book. Get yours published now and distribute it around the world. More exposure means more prospects. More prospects means more clients. Even better, you don't have to do it all alone. You've got the leading publishing and marketing team doing it with you. At Results Press, it's easier than you dreamed. Visit us today at theresultspress.com. You and I know you're ready for more for the freedom that you were promised when you decided to become an entrepreneur. 
Sean Shuchuk is the number one results coach in the country, and he wants to work with you, but only if you want to achieve real and lasting results. If you want five times or 10 times your income, and to do it fast, if you want that six or seven figure income, visit changeyourresults.com now. Send Sean a message and say, I want real freedom. I want to invest in myself and work with you. This is Results Radio, and I'm your host, Sean Chuchak. We are today visiting with the always incredible, always high energy. He says it's a matter of perspective. I disagree. Ted Miller, thanks for being with us, my friend. I appreciate it very much. I have a question. Yes. You're, you're always on fire. You live that. And there's one thing I love about you, and I get this too from people, but you always, whenever I ask you how you are, I see you, we talk on the phone or it's online, you're always doing extremely well. Whatever your, your, your answer is, it's always very positive. Do you always have good days? Oh, I think every human being on the planet has, faces moments where they're pushed and maybe even pushed to their core. I mean, as soon as I started working with people that are quasi-famous, I'm reminded daily, and there's not a day that goes by, on a moment where someone showed their human side, usually because no one will know my name off the street, but if I got a guru client or a guru you know, partner, and they go, yeah, and then they talk, and then usually shoe drops where they go, well, this one time, and they don't want to, you know, the thing they love to do more than lifting someone up is to tear them back down. And so... I'll tell you, everyone has that moment. Just more often than not, it's not represented. So for me, I just choose. That's what I recognized early on is I could just choose what my day is going to look like in advance. And I'll tip my hat. We were talking about some early mentors. Brian Tracy is the one that helped me with it because my old dogma always had me believing that the fake it if you make it. That felt so incongruent with me, I couldn't digest that. But somewhere along the line, I had said something to him at this event. We're in, in, in uh, Vancouver in Canada. And, uh, and he goes, you know, Ted, it's not lying to yourself. Because that's what I was saying. I can't lie. I can't lie. Because it's not lying to yourself. It's just simply telling yourself the truth in advance. And so I, I'll tell you, Sean, I don't know which one comes first. But I'm betting it's my decision that that's the way my day is going to be experienced. And then I'm willing to follow it up with rituals and daily actions to ensure that's how I show up. I end up having a better day than most. And it's the same day. And today, my wife's choosing a different type of day. <laughs> and that's her choice. And I'm not going to take any of the accountability in that. And yet I'll show enough compassion to let her run her course. So rituals. I just start my day and I end it in a very structured way. Because I believe freedom comes on the backside of rituals. And if you're willing to be disciplined to follow them, you have a lot more freedom than others. You've been around a long time. You've worked with a lot of people. You've worked uh, from a client standpoint. You've worked with, as you put it, some famous people, some gurus. What would you say is something that every one of us, if we have a desire, and I think most people have an innate desire, not everyone executes on it, but to be successful at a high level, what's the one thing that you, you spoke of, spoken about rituals, you've talked about what that looks like for you, but what's the one thing, the recommendation you would give to somebody who wants to be successful at a high level and not just necessarily go to one level up, but just to, to keep growing and, and becoming better at what they do, because inevitably that leads to the success. But what do you tell that person? Well, same thing Sean Shuchuk said earlier. 
you know, like that person that came to you go, yeah, I want more money. And you're like, well, the better question to ask is what is it you really want? If you can get first honest with what you want first, that's a great place to start. Most in life don't succeed because they've ever, they've just never taken the time to dictate what success looks like in advance. So what does success look like? Then you'll at least know what it is. So when you get there, hopefully you can have a sense of fulfillment along that path. So first, we've got to identify what it is you really, really want. Do you really want more time? Or is it that you want just a greater connection with your lady or your man? Or maybe you want to have a better connection with your kids as they're getting lost in the Fortnite a game or going off to college or whatever it may be. So if you can first get honest with what it is, is that you really desire, that's going to help. Because it might not, the story is always, I need more money, I need more time. And those are the stories that you tell yourself to stay stuck. But if you can get honest with what you really want and get honest with what's keeping you from it, it's usually not time and money. Those are the stories you're just using to buffer an inadequate existence to be apathetically stuck. So a little honesty, look in a mirror, you know, stop looking at the world through windows, change that window to a mirror. You can just stop and pause and check yourself up from the neck up real fast to say, how do I need to show up in this moment so I can get whatever I want? And so I work in the world of entrepreneurship. I work with business owners every single day. And so that can be usually identified by some kind of key performance indicator. And they say they want a thing and then we can look at, okay, well, what's a major impact there you need to work on? Well, I need to recruit sales superstars or I want more ideal clients, those that need and can afford a lot of what we have to sell. Or maybe I just need the business to run more without me. You know, it's whatever it may be, if we can get really clear on what that's going to look like, that's going to save us and then get honest with what kind of action steps do we need? Not, not on big steps, but the daily grind, if you will, what can we do on a daily basis that's going to have us guaranteed to be headed in that tra- trajectory faster, quicker, and easier than any one thing. Most people don't take their first action towards their next best step. They're usually reacting to whatever's in their environment, and therefore their day is dictated by someone else. So just take the very first thing you do every day is the next best step towards the attainment of the thing you say you really want. Do that, that one step, well, you're most likely going to follow through in that trajectory and get there quicker and faster and easier than most. I like that. We're going to change gears for just a minute. One of the things that we talk about at length, I know you've talked about this before. I'm well aware of the fact that uh, most people out there today who are in the expert, so-called expert space, um, if they're actually worth their salt, are, are discussing this at length, especially with entrepreneurs. And I know you're, you're involved working with entrepreneurs and business owners a great deal. Uh, most entrepreneurs have something that I like to call entrepreneur syndrome. It's where they think if they're not doing it themselves, they're not touching every piece of paper or answering every phone call, it's not done right. And most entrepreneurs get stuck mired in the minutia. They're doing things they should never be doing. How do we get ourselves out of that to become true entrepreneurs where we can scale the business and achieve that freedom uh, where freedom in my world is fine is ability to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, but the American dream, how do we get out of that? trap? You know, that's a really good question. I hear that every day. Um, just spoke, I mean, I've had clients that go may span a decade and I get back on the phone with them. And this one lady, uh, she's now in her 33rd year and she's uh, sold her business and she's tied to it for another two and a half, three years. I and mean, she got a big payout, but you know, as long as she keeps the EBITDA where it needs to be, she, she has three or four more paydays coming. 
And mm-hmm. she got, it's so funny, she sold the company and she fell back into old pattern of getting tied into all these things she shouldn't be doing. I got 800 emails. I got this, I got that. And she started telling this story being totally reactive. So I look at reactivity and I just say, great, stop it. I go, what's your God admit meeting? And she goes, what do you mean? I go, what's stopping you dead in your tracks that's grabbing your attention out of your scheduled day and time? Well, first one she came up with was emails. I go, great. Okay, fine. So there you go. Now you know what you're addicted to. Well, you don't understand. I mean, we got one client's worth a million dollars to us. What if I don't respond to that? I was like, okay, great. So now you have a story on why you're choosing to stay reactive. And that's not what got you to be able to 33 years later successfully sell your business. That's what's going to get you stuck into owning this job for the next two, three years resenting it on your way out the door. That's burning the building down on your way out. So the simple act, I'm going to tip my hat back to our, our, my mentor, your friend, Michael Gerber. I don't know him personally. I just, that book changed my life a few decades ago, but I left thinking, you know, I know I need to stop and work on it. Most don't know what to work on unless you got honest enough and you say, what's the single most important area in your business? Can you stop and have a team of people have a get shit done workshop? That's what I call it to where you get your team together to come up with ideas, even if you already know what the solution should be, allow them to be a part of that solution because now she doesn't have to get caught up in the minutia doing things she shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. If she can get her team to help come up with the solution, they'd have to be a hypocrite, not to implement the idea they helped come up with. That right there, they no longer, she's driven by certainty is why she thinks she needs to be doing it all. That's the desire to want to control things. But true great freedom is something that you can give freely. And so to give to her team the skills that she's acquired over 33 years in business, it's the greatest asset she can have. I'll say it like this. Said better is this. You don't need to be the person that creates the solution. You just need to hold the space, to hold an environment to where people know that a solution exists. If you can comprehend that, and get out of needing to be the person that provides the solution and transition into holding an environment to where everyone on your team knows a solution exists. Now solutions come by your presence, not by your actions. You got out of owning a job. You're transitioning towards owning a business. That's how you create a compelling future. I love it. Okay. There are a ton of people listening from all over the United States, Canada, Australia, uh, UK, uh, Europe as a whole. There's a lot of people who are hanging off your every word. So I'm going to ask you a a question. Uh, I'm very privileged to get to ask some incredible people on this show this question. And I get comments back at least half a dozen a week from listeners. What is one thing that our listeners that, that right now are listening to our conversation can wrap their head, heart, and hands around and implement the moment we say goodbye to one another that they can take and put into practice that will generate real quantifiable results? Oh, easy. That's simple. Work out on your business. That means schedule into your calendar right now a reoccurring meeting where you're not reactive to your business, you're now truly proactive. I won't add anything new. I'll just say, now get off your duff and go schedule it. Because if you schedule it, it'll become real. Otherwise, this would have been a short-term hype-up, pump-up motivation experience where you felt like, yep, I know I should and I could and I would. And you're going to just should and could have would all over yourself for the next year. Don't do that. 
Go book it in your calendar right now. Tuesdays, 9 a.m., hell or high water, doctor appointments do not justify not having it. You can schedule doctor appointments around this weekly mandatory proactive session to build and strengthen your company and get all hands on deck. Do that, they'll be knocking out of the park. Awesome. Thank you for that. Listen, there are going to be people who's, who are, you know, your message touches them in a way where they want to get to know more about you. How can they find you? How can they get information about you? How can they interact with you, Ted? Oh, yeah, sure. There's two easy ways. You know, my name is Ted Miller III. I just happen to be the third of the Ted Miller. So my website is tedmiller3.com. And there's millions of ways you can get a hold of me on the site and on the far right-hand side. There's always an invite to chat with me privately. There's ways you can make that happen. Uh, and on my radio show, if you're listening to this show and you like it, I, I host my own. It's called Business Breakthroughs with Ted Miller. So if you're on iTunes or you know, go to good old Google, whatever, you'll find your way and you can listen to the podcast or show up on the show live. I host it live so my entrepreneurs can call in, Sean, and I offer to do a hot seat right on the spot. So they tell me their real world situation and I help them uncover their breakthrough right on the spot live. And I've got that done live streamed on from Facebook to YouTube to you name it as well as in a podcast form. So uh, Business Breakthrough Show or TedMiller3.com, best way to get a hold of me. Ted Miller III, thank you so much for joining us on Results Radio. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much, Ted. This is Results Radio. I'm your host, Sean Shuchuk. As always, we bring you the very best. If you haven't done so, please go to our website at yourresultsradio.com. Get yourself a copy of the Results Journal. It was designed with you in mind to help you achieve more and do it in less time. Until next time, I'm Sean Shuchuk. Have an incredible day. for joining us today on results radio every show we bring you the very best guests that share with you their experiences and expertise do whatever you have to do to join us for our next show and visit us today at yourresultsradio.com. while you're there get your copy of the results journal <laughs>